Hello, 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 my dear audience. I'm Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, usually I dress up for you. Yes, I imagine a thousand people listening to me, and somehow I feel it's appropriate to be presentable, even though you're not going to see me. But today I am not dressed up, I have to admit. I'm in a t-shirt, all sweaty. I had a free hour and I went out to play pickleball by myself against the wall. And the time passed so quickly and so I suddenly realized that it was time to go home and do the show. Uh, by the way, do you know what's pickleball? Uh, a little diversion from our show. Uh, it's something between tennis and ping pong. But it's much, it, it's much, much easier to play than tennis. And I was introduced to pickleball next, like a year ago by my son. He has uh, Aaron. He has, he's 23 years old and he has a tennis academy called First Serve Tennis. But now if you go on the, on the site, uh, he also has uh, this pickleball. And what you do is you, it's it pretty much really like, it's easier. The, the ball is very light, not like tennis ball. The rackets are much lighter. Uh, the rules are very simple and it's really easy to play. And you can practice a lot uh, on your own. It's a great workout. So I really love it. Uh, try it out. It used to be actually a game for what they would call old people. Uh, because people in their 60s and older, older would play it. As I said, it's much easier than tennis. And lately, it's picking up. My son told me that only five years ago, half a million people were playing pickleball, and now two million uh, are playing pickleball. And he says within five years, maybe more than likely it will be five million. So he already has not only... <laughs> tennis academy he has also pickleball academy so i'm i'm trying i'm trying to learn i'm just a novice uh but he comes once a week and we play so it's fun by the way i want to tell you anytime you want to call please do feel free to call remember the number here to call is 888 874 888-874-4888. As you probably realize that what I'm trying to do with this show is to, to make it just an open mic show that anybody can call. Uh, those of you who have been with me from the start know that at first I was primarily speaking on various subjects of healing, sharing with the tools I have been using in my practice over a period of 40 years. And then I started inviting guests. But all along, I was hoping that one day I can have this open mic show, <clears throat> excuse me, and people will be calling and I could work with them uh, right on the air, uh, trying to help them with various subjects. Remember, my specialty is mind-body 
integrative therapy. So it does, whether you're dealing with physical problems or emotional challenges, I work with them. Uh, so please, anytime do, while I'm talking and I, I will try to entertain you telling the different stories or sharing with some tools, still most important uh, is what what you will choose to do. And if you want me to, to address some issue, call me. Uh, but I also have to tell you that it doesn't matter what I want. So you, even though I'm telling you I'm trying to make it an open mic show, um, this show is not for me. It's for you. So I have this hour, and as Gary Noll told me, I can do anything I want. But what I want is to be useful, to be helpful to you. So if you want me to talk to address different issues, you're welcome to call. But if you want me to talk on the subjects of psychology, of uh, invite uh, specialists in health field, I will be happy to do it. But I need your feedback. I I, uh, I need you to send me emails and let me know what you want me to do. And I know you heard me say it already many times, but somehow uh, I I don't I have few emails um, people few people said oh I would prefer this and this but uh, mostly it's people who who are asking me various questions about their health but not of what direction the show uh, should take and I'm really uh, open to your suggestions so going back while I'm waiting for your call uh, another piece of news of fun things that I've been doing I've been watching a very interesting movie called A Servant of the People. You know the uh, president of Ukraine, Zelensky, yes? And you know that Zelensky, even though he has uh, education as a lawyer, he was a very successful comedian. And in fact, I listened to his comedy and I find this funny. So, and maybe five or six years ago, uh, he produced a movie where, uh, and he plays the main character, where a teacher, school teacher, history teacher, uh, inadvertently, I don't want to tell you <laughs> the story, but it's really a very funny way, becomes a president, totally unexpectedly. And it's funny, I understand Russian and Ukrainian, so I listen to it directly, but there are subtitles. But it's really a fun movie, really fun. So and suddenly, you know, at the time he produced that movie, I don't think that he was thinking about running for president, and then it happened. And uh, But because of this movie and because of him traveling around Ukraine and Russia in the past, he was quite known. So when there were so many scandals in Ukraine and the government, he decided to run. You know, people, he was the most recognizable person. And apparently now, whether you agree with Russians or Ukrainians, uh, but he is quite a courageous man, not only a good comedian, and apparently a powerful leader of his country. Anyway, so I wanted to, as I said, I want you to uh, call if you if you want to call, uh, or also you can send me emails. Uh, my email address is drpeterresnik at gmail.com. Uh, 
O D R P T E R R E Z N I K at gmail.com. Uh, as I said, um, I work with mind body, uh, and but unfortunately, people who know me through working, me working with physical problems, uh, call me expecting that that's what I do, or somebody who worked with whom I worked uh, dealing with the emotional issues would send somebody and that somebody will expect me to deal with psychological problems only. Just like the other day, uh, a young man called me and he already, his mother made, you know, a 17 year old boy, uh, his mother already made for him an appointment uh, a week for a week ago. And then she canceled because she said he wasn't feeling well. And and yesterday he actually reached me and I worked with him maybe a couple of years ago on some issue. And then it was, it was fine. He was OK. He didn't need to see me any, anymore. And so yesterday I asked him what happened? Why did your mother cancel the appointment? And he said, well, because I had terrible headaches and really did not feel well just only like a day before i started feeling a little better and i said so what made you uh want to talk to me or and he said no it's my mother suggested because i broke up with the girlfriend that i uh, dated for a year and a half and i'm fine but she said you know talk to dr reason talk to peter uh because Maybe, maybe you need to deal with it because I, I'm concerned about you. But he said to me, I am just fine, right? So, and I said, do you, you're just fine, but you broke up with your girlfriend like a month ago and you're having these headaches. Do you see any connection? He said, no, not really, because, you know, I, cut her off, she decided not to be with me. And I said, that's fine. And I felt just, just okay. So I said, okay, maybe that is so just, and I won't decided to do with him an exercise. Remember, our body talks you, those of you who have been with me for a while, have seen me do this exploratory imagery exercises. And you can know what really bothers a person. Because remember, our body is a body of consciousness. Every organ has its consciousness. So I asked him to, to close his eyes and to, to connect with the pain that he experienced. And he said immediately, yes, the pain was in my head. And I said, so just ask it to come, to appear to you in any shape or form, the consciousness of that pain, which is no longer there right, right now. So. And he quickly said, oh yeah, I see something like red and bright red and black, like a mass with black and red. Let's make parentheses, ladies and gentlemen. Remember I taught you, oh no, I, I don't think I taught you about it, but I wrote in my article on night dreams and maybe even one of the shows on dreams, I told you about the meaning of colors and though a uh, red color can mean, each color can mean uh, two, a positive and negative, has positive and negative meaning. So red color may be anger and maybe sexual energy. 
but in connection with black, red and black is fury. So he, he the gentleman, didn't know this, but yet uh, his consciousness presented that, those colors. Why? Because his consciousness, uh, is, which is non-local, now I will tell you something weird, maybe, or if you're familiar with my work and with this concept, then it's not weird. That Keith consciousness knows who he's talking to, and is, and that is me, and that I will understand the message. On the level of consciousness, remember, consciousness is transpatial, transpersonal. So, which means, if you want me to use the word subconscious mind or spirit, I can substitute this for those words. But on the level of spirit, we can connect and communicate without communicating uh, in the outside world, without speaking to each other. And those uh, of you who are mothers uh, probably experienced it, suddenly connecting with your child. Anyway, so his, the image came to him that this uh, headache was black and red. I, of course, then I immediately understood that he he was furious. Uh, in fact, another parenthesis, remember the Nazi flag? It was bright red, and on a red background, there was a twisted black cross. Uh, but it was a um, twisted cross. If you spin it, it would go counterclockwise. The clockwise twisted cross is an ancient symbol, uh, Indian symbol for constructive fire. And Hitler was connected with this esoteric body of knowledge he, he belonged to, uh, or many of his followers belonged to Theosophic Society. Maybe some of you read about it. So he was familiar about with the idea of Aryan race. It all comes from Theosophic Society. And so he did not want his flag to present constructive fire. He wanted it to be destructive fire, that is to destroy that that is not unclean, that uh, contaminates purity of Aryan race. Going back to, to my story, uh, so he said, the, the young man said that it, this mass was red and black, and I said, thank it profusely, uh, greatly for showing up, and ask it, acknowledge that it comes it came as a message because anything that happens in our body and mind is a message. So thank it for the message, but tell, ask it to show you, to give you uh, images or to speak to you and explain to you what the message of that pain was. And uh, the young man said that an image flashed in his mind of him banging his head on the door of that girlfriend. So you understand? So of course, outwardly, consciously, you know, he's cocky. He wanted to say, oh, I'm no, I don't care. You know, I, it's okay. She doesn't want to be with me. I don't want to be with her. But inside he was suffering, you see? And his body was 
speaking the truth to him. That pain was was screaming. Was he literally was banging his head from pain? So uh, and so I I negotiated. I said said to the young man to ask the pain if it ever wants to inform him not to come now since they have a relationship and not to come as a ache in the head but uh, perhaps as uh, itching or tingling under the armpit or some part and there to negotiate and to decide what it is but without severe pain and that's what how we ended the session but I am absolutely certain. Oh, yes, we didn't end the session. Then I taught him an exercise, a mental exercise, to, to make it easier for him to go through the grief period. But at least he acknowledged, now he acknowledged that he was grieving and he was in pain about this separation. It's very important. It's, it's very, very important. It's important not to live in denial. Because denial is connected uh, to another uh, calamity, you call it, uh, and, or, or affliction, and that is blame. When you deny, you blame. You blame yourself or somebody else. But it's not never good for you. You know, my, uh, the teacher of my teacher of Tai Chi, Ching Man Ching, said like 50 years ago energy flows where attention goes energy flows where attention goes so if you live in denial uh, let's say you deny certain responsibility for something um, then the energy is leaking away that is, we're constantly provided with life energy. Call it, you know, Indians call it chi. Uh, the Chinese, no, I'm sorry, Indians call it prana. The Chinese call it chi. The Hebrews call it ruach. In English, we call it spirit. So without the spirit in us, there is no life. So in that, that energy, that spirit is constantly flows in us from above. And if we deny something or blame someone, then that which we deny, our psyche sends energy to it. Which means in the case of this young man, still he's, he, he was having a headache, and the, but the energy was directed toward that door, toward that girl. Or if we blame somebody for something that happened to us, and we don't accept the responsibility, the same thing happens. Those of you who heard me interview my nephew Vladimir Angert once, he gave this beautiful, beautiful analogy of a generator. And we are that generator that receives an enormous amount of energy. And it, the energy is constantly coming to us, filling out with generator with, with as much power as we need uh, but let's say we get, we were angry at someone we, we blame a person for what happened we don't take responsibility for our contribution to what happened 
It doesn't mean that we are always to blame. No, it's just our part is to accept responsibility and to do what we need to do to correct the issue. But imagine once we blame somebody. So imagine this generator now having cables. That's not my analogy, that's Vladimir's analogy. And the cables are leaking energy to one generator that you're feeding, you're blaming one person, then you blame the government, then you blame your race, then you blame, blame a prejudice toward your group, and so on and so on. And then you blame your friend who let you down and all that energy uh, is leaking up. So uh, I, I can continue talking about blame and denial, but I want to give you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, an opportunity. If you have any questions, remember in the last two or three shows, uh, I was working with uh, your issues. I can work, if you want, on your night dream because as you know, the night dream is a uh, reflection of who and where we are in the moment and, and the blueprint for where we're going. So it's very important to understand your night dreams. And if you want to call with some problem, you're absolutely welcome. And I gave you the telephone number. Meanwhile, uh, I will keep talking. <laughs> okay, I hope you call. So when when I speak of denial, uh, uh, I don't mean a refusal to satisfy someone's request or desire. You understand? I'm talking about the psychological definition of denial as a defense mechanism, which means it's not bad that we deny. It's, it's the best we can do. Like I say always to people who turn back and, and think about something they did and regret about it. Uh, and I say, listen, you did the best you could with the tools that you had. You couldn't be not you. The only thing you can change is the now. Now I share with you new tools and you make an effort and you will produce different results. But everything you did till this very moment was absolutely appropriate or congruent to who you were then. There was nothing else you could do. So, uh, I, you know, originally I wanted to talk to you about greed, but since we already uh, mentioned uh, denial and uh, and blame. I want to, I will finish with denial. Uh, just like greed, actually, uh, denial is one of the sources or causes of alcoholism or drug addiction or workaholism uh, because it's a person who is choosing to escape facing a real problem. Uh, Carl Jung in the beginning of 20th century said, neurosis is always a substitute for legitimate suffering. So we deny dealing with the problem. And let, let's say a person uh, has a, a stuttering problem and uh, wants to avoid it. 
at avoid the pain of being uncomfortable speaking in front of people and he or she chooses you know to live by themselves and so they even though they uh, avoided that legitimate suffering they are not exposed to people and they don't stutter in front of them but they created even a bigger problem and that is they live like hermits uh, and, and I know, honestly, I know that experience because till, uh, you know, in the Russian language or, or in the Ukrainian as well, there is a letter R, R, R. My, in fact, my last name is Reznik, R. She's here, I'm not Reznik, R, but Reznik, and, and the tongue is moving quickly, R. Until the age of 17, I could not pronounce R. So I would say Reznik. And, and it was kind of comfortable, and I was teased. And there were times I just wouldn't go to places and uh, because I uh, I was not comfortable to, like, to, to parties. I was not comfortable. People would tease me. And then at the age of 17, I said, no, I have to, I have to conquer it because I heard one of the astronauts uh, had a problem with also with letter R, and he overcame it. So I took a notebook, a textbook on um, speech pathology and learned the technique of what to do and practice, practice, practice for a year. And finally, by the age of 18, just before military service, I already could pronounce R. So that's, that's overcoming denial and dealing with the issue. The problem with denial is that for a short time it works. It does. It helps a person to have peace of mind when he or she cannot or will not accept unpleasant truth. On the long run, though, uh, there is a price to pay. So then how do we face the truth? What is the way to end denial? Let's, let's think about it. Uh, Remember, I, I think I spoke many times on about the mirror principle. Uh, yeah, I think when we spoke about ingratitude, we spoke about the mirror principle. That which is inside is outside, and that which is outside is inside. This is a great way to end denial. If there is anything or something or someone in your life that you do not like, or some negative experience that repeats itself. Think of it as your outside. Ask yourself, what does this, whatever it is, tell me about me? If you are surrounded by people who are unkind, ask yourself, if this person is unkind. Uh, what is the quality in me that is unkind? You may discover you have, uh, have been unkind to in some other circumstances, or you have been unkind toward yourself. Now, I spoke about arrogance, and I suggested that if you found yourself uh, being arrogant with people or you 
find yourself being with people who you see as being arrogant. Yeah, ask yourself, in what way I show my arrogance or greed or jealousy. If you found that you could not relate to any of the above, perhaps you may want to, to watch those shows again. Because you, you always, nothing that is in your life is uh, presented, is not a part of you. There is another way to end denial, actually. By now, I hope everybody read the article called Dream Work. I dedicated, I believe, two shows talking about night dreams. Remember, I asked you to look at every person in a dream as a quality of yourself. When you see yourself in a dream, those are qualities that you identify with. All other characters are qualities of you that you may not fully be aware of, but they, they are nevertheless parts of you. So apply the same principle to people and events in your daily waking life. And when you encounter someone who you do not appreciate, ask yourself, what quality of myself I am privileged to face in this particular lesson of life. Because that's, remember, that's what we do with the dream. We take every character. So in the waking life, it's the same thing. Know that everything you have in your life is your own creation. Once you accept it, you stop blaming. It's maybe a tough pill to swallow. Huh? At first, it sounds harsh and unfair. Something bad happened to you, and you have to look uh, for, for ways to blame yourself. Uh, it is easier to put the blame on someone else. But if you look at yourself as a victim of people or circumstances, uh, then you can be victimized yourself. Uh, again and again and again. And so it, it becomes hopeless. But if you consider the possibility that everything is your creation, the good news is what you can create, you can uncreate. There is great hope and openness to the possibility of change then. Experiment. Take a week and live as if you are indeed the creator and see what happens. Anything that happens, say thank you. I know I created it. What can I do? If you don't like it, what can I do to uncreate it? Remember, once you accept responsibility. In... Okay, we got Carol from Brooklyn. Uh, one second, Carol, I will be with you. I'm so happy you're calling. So once you accept responsibility, there is hope because you can uncreate what you created. Uh, Carol from Brooklyn, you're on the air, please. Hello? Hello, Carol? Yes, how are you? Hi, Carol. I am good. How are you? Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Uh, so, you, you have a question? You have a comment? 
You know what? I just tuned in, but I don't know if you were taking call about um, night dreams. Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay. So about two nights ago, yes. I had a dream where I saw. I don't know if you know who. I don't know if you know who Rihanna is. Rihanna. No, yes, I don't. But it's it's okay. It's it's not important. Oh, right. Rihanna is a famous pop star. Uh huh. Okay. He's currently pregnant. Pregnant. Uh huh. About to give birth, and the father of her child is another famous rapper. Okay. So um, I, in my dream, I saw Rihanna taking care of someone in the hospital. Um, obviously pregnant. And because I know her music, I I went up to her and I said, oh, Rihanna, I'm such a fan of yours and you look so beautiful. And, um, and she said, thank you. And, um, you know, the father of the child is here too. And um, so I want to say hello to the father of the of the child, and I know who the father is, but the father who <laughs> the face of the father who she showed to me was not the father who I knew, and that was the end of it. So but in the dream, said, the father is not the father who is in the waking life, right? Exactly. Oh, okay, okay, but is it is this character uh, who is portrayed as a father? Do you know him, or it's just yes, someone? Yes, yes, a, a very famous person, mm -hmm. and I immediately says, "Oh, yep, the person I saw, I know, I I recognize who this person was." And I said, "But no, this is not the father." Yeah. Right. Okay, and that's all. <laughs> Where about this dream? Please, please tell me. Sure. So, wait, 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 Carol. And what? How does the dream end? Um, it ends when I recognize that the the face I saw was not the father. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, Carol, I will work with you on a dream, on this dream, and but if you don't mind. I also will make comments to to our audience because not everyone uh, read my article on night dreams and not everyone heard my lectures, um, my presentations on night dreams. So what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is we'll ask uh, Carol uh, first three questions that will give us an idea what this all that the dream is about, just in general, and then we'll go into details. So, Carol, how did you feel when you woke up after this dream? Mm, I, I don't recall. Okay. And where? what is the location? Where does did this event was happening in the, in the dream? 
the sighting was in a hospital room, and I think it was um, somewhere in the USA. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the reason I'm asking about location is because that the place where the event is in the dream of the dream happening is the place of where we are as human beings. It's our dwelling place. So what we're already learning from Carol is that she is in a place of what is hospital to you, Carol? Pardon? What is hospital as opposed to school, as opposed to museum? What is hospital? What's the first word that comes to you about hospitals? Caring. Caring. Okay. So, so uh, right now we know that Carol is in a in a place of caring, whether she needs care or she's caring for someone. But that's what the, the dream told us, that the, the location of where the dream is unfolding. Now, finally a question, what is the main drama of this dream? Like imagine, Carol, you, you, uh, you found the DVD uh, and you watched this little movie, Leonardo Dream, but it doesn't have the title. What title would you give? Because the title usually reveals the essence of what's happening in the dream. So what's the main drama of the dream? What's the title? Um, I, I think it would be, don't believe what you hear or see. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Don't believe what you hear or see because I'm saying that. So I'm seeing Rihanna. Right, right. It's a public pregnancy. Everybody knows who the father is supposed to be. And then she's saying to me, okay, I see her in the dream. And, 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 and she said, I'm saying, oh, I love you so much. And she said, oh, you know, the father is right, right, right. here. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to, and she shows me the father. And I, I know based on everything I've heard and seen that this is not the father who, right. who is, um, you I know, I'm supposed to be. What you see what you hear. So let me ask you, let's for a moment forget about the dream for a second. Carol, is there something happening in your life now where you, you are being taken care of or you're taking care of someone and there is some kind of... Uh, something that you cannot trust really happening or yes. some deceit is that right yes okay thank you you don't need to tell the details uh, but what, how do you understand how i discovered it because it's from your words from your words because you just said don't believe what you hear or see and and that's your title to the, the dream. So now we know there is something. I'm sorry that this is happening, but let's see how we can help you. Now we start from the beginning of the dream. And in a dream, Rihanna is in the hospital. The first, yeah. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, I said that everyone in a dream is a part of us. So I will ask you, Carol, what's the first thought that comes to you about Rihanna as a human being? Not your relationship with her, like I love her, but... She has qualities. There are many famous 
movies uh, or musicians, right? It could be anybody. Mm. It could be, I don't know. I don't know the names of them. But of all people, Rihanna comes. So what's the first thought that comes to you about Rihanna? She's true to herself. A true person, you said? She's true to herself. I right. get that from her. Okay, so she's she's for real. She's not fake. She's for real. Right. She's not. Even if she's wrong, but she's true to herself. Yeah. Okay, okay. She's true to herself. And yeah. she's pregnant. And in the waking life, she is pregnant? Yes. Okay. Now, so... Now, in... in Remember, it's not by a chance that Rihanna comes and she's pregnant. So there is a, you said that Rihanna is a person who is true to herself. So has, the, has it been your experience that something happens in your life now where the part of you that is true to yourself, it, now I say pregnant, uh, you may not be pregnant physically, but you have some idea or something, something that, about to be born, right? Yes, yeah, something to be born. Mm -hmm. Do you have something in your life like this? Yes. Wow, what's wonderful. Do you want to share with us on, or not what it is? Um, being, being, um, being physically alone for the first time. But but there is something new. Remember, what is what's the first thought that comes to you about someone being pregnant? What is pregnancy? What does it bring into the world? A new birth. A new birth, right? A new a new yeah, it's a new birth. It's a new start. It's um something just beginning, just starting, just, yeah. Are you in your life in this place where you are alone, but you, you are about to start something? Yes. Okay, good, thank you. So now, but now we have like a, a situation where Rihanna's husband uh, it really doesn't look like himself. It's somebody else. Yeah. It's the fake. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so it seems to me. What's the first thought that comes to you about her, her real husband, Rihanna's real husband? What's the first thought that comes to mind about the real father of her child? Yes. Yes. Um. Well, um, the, the face that I saw. No, 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 I no, no, no. The real, remember, the real heart. We, we know that she has a real father of the child. So don't speak first, don't speak about the, the face you saw, but the real father uh, of the child. What's the first thought that comes to you about the real father? I feel like he's the... I'm, I feel like he's for real, and he's the real father of her child. And the face I saw was a fake. Ah, uh, so so she is for real, and he is for real. And what? Yes. 
what's the first thought that comes to you about the other guy that you saw, instead, like as a as a substitute for the founder? He was fake. He was fake. So okay, mm. this is this is the drama of the dream. So now let's see if there is any correspondence. Have you experienced within one to seventy-two hours around the time of the dream, where you you have some idea or something new about to come in your life, and somebody who is real, or I I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but in, instead of the real, you receive something that that is not real, something fake. Had you had this experience lately? Um, Dr. Peter, ask that question again. Uh, you see, in a dream, you have two people who are for real. Rihanna, who are about to bring the new life, yeah. and the man who is the father of the child, which you also say is a noble, noble person for, for real. Yeah. So yeah. remember, they stand for qualities of you. But then there is a, instead of the real father, somebody else is portrayed as his father, and he's fake. Remember, that quality is also you. You see? So there is some yeah. kind of a, like, almost like you, you were deceptive with yourself. Or somehow you let yourself down. Don't, don't buy into anything I say, Carol. Unless it sounds true to you, you see what I mean. I'm just searching. I'm trying to understand, but your your intuition is much more accurate than anything I can suggest. All I see are there are there are three characters. Two for real. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you just said. Okay. Everything you have said is so so true. Everything. Yeah. So it's not it's, me. Would you speak clearer? I, 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 I didn't get what you just said. You're right on track, basically. Everything you're saying is true. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Carol, then we, we don't want yet to just to leave you with it. Because the dream didn't come just to tell you, Carol, you are in this situation. You know, yes, you're a person of mobility, you're a person who, who is about to bring something new in life, um, and, and then there is a part of you that is kind of deceptive. No, it came, remember I said the dream is also a blueprint. So you, a blueprint, what is a, uh, a real blueprint? Like when there is a blueprint for building, you draw a blueprint, and then if you don't like something, you take an eraser, you erase it, and you change it for, for what you like. The same thing with, uh, with, with this experience. Even though this dream reflects something in your life, as you change the dream, you will begin, you will give a, you will be a catalyst. The dream will be a catalyst for changing this in your waking life. So you need to go back to the dream and make changes. But uh, uh, I don't know if you read my article called Waking Dream, Carol. 
Um, no. No. You know, I, I want to tell you something. Uh, this with the dream kind of ends not so right. It's not so good for your life. It shows that there is a conflict. And yes. I, need, I need to do a waking dream with you. I need to do with you an exercise. I cannot just tell you, Carol, uh, after the show, do it on your own. It's something that I need to guide you through. Uh, but I cannot do it night, right now because we have only 12 minutes or 11 minutes left to the show. And this exploration, this exercise or waking dream that I want to do with you may take more than that and will, then will be interrupted. And that's not good at all. So what I okay. would like to do is we, uh, uh, you remember the dream. Please uh, make notes for yourself of what we discovered, what you said about the, the title of the dream. Uh, about this deception and don't don't believe what you hear or don't believe what you what you see, and then next week you call in because it it took us like twenty minutes to, just to understand your dream, and uh, an awaking dream may take us twenty minutes or thirty minutes. So I will be happy to work with you next week if you call, but call right away after I do a short introduction, then you call right away so we would have enough time as much as we may need um, to, to work on your, uh, now not, on, not to do a work on the dream, but to do a waking dream. And, but for you to understand what you're going to get yourself into, I would recommend that you read meanwhile my article, Carol. Read yeah. my article. It's on. Do you know my website? Um, Doctor Doctor Peter Resnick dot com. Yeah, absolutely. Please yeah. go on, on on this website, and there you will find a, a heading. One of the headings is articles. Yes. And find the article called Waking Dream Therapy. Naked dream therapy, okay. Read it, it will prepare you. I give uh, clinical vignettes, I explain how waking dreams work. And so then it, you will be more prepared because, Carol, it's an absolutely incredible experience. It's nothing that you ever experienced. Like I literally will be taking you back in a dream, but you will be awake. That's why it's called waking dream. But okay. just like in a dream, things unfold, and you don't know what will happen next. The same thing. It's a particular technique. Once you read the article, you will understand uh, how fun it is. But the most important is not that it's fun, but you have the opportunity to redesign the course of your life, to change whatever is sitting there that that is not so pleasant. When you say, don't believe what you hear, don't believe what you see, it's obviously, it's not a, a, the best place to be in life. But you have an opportunity to create a new blueprint. You understand? So I am looking forward to hearing from you uh, next week. And as I said, call 
like a 2.05 after for five minutes, I will just say hello to people and then call right away and we'll do the waking dream. Is that okay, Carol? That is perfect. Okay, Carol, you have a wonderful week. The same to you, Dr. Peter. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Carol. Thanks for calling. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we, we don't have much time for me to start anything new. Oh, let me give you, let me do something with you. Okay. Um, he, I will give you a little assignment and it will be really fun. I learned it from my teacher. Uh, if you have a pen, uh, write it down. But you, you will not be able, because it will be seven different words, you will not be able, uh, uh, unless you have super good memory, it's better if you write down. So write down a person, like a, a human being, then sun, you know, the sun in the sky, a house, a tree, some body of water, doesn't matter, it can be a lake, it can be a stream, it's whatever it is, but some body of water, a path, can be a big road or small path, and a snake. So I repeat, a person, sun, a house, a tree, a body of water, a path, and a snake. Now, what do I want to do with you, uh, what I want you to do with it? Take one sheet of paper, like a standard sheet of paper, and have in front of you colored crayons. You don't have to use them, but you must have them on hand in case if you feel like using them. And what I want you to do is to make a drawing that would have all these seven things that I listed on the page. Now, these seven pictures placed in, in the same, on the same page will tell me a lot about your mental and emotional state and your relationship to yourself and the world around you. So uh, it's called a psychological test. So if you make this drawing, then take it, take a nice clear picture, make sure it's a clear picture and email it to me and write your name or you can write with big letters two like initials first and second it doesn't matter but if you send it to me the next week i will take your picture i will say your name or initials and i will tell you what the meaning of your picture is it's just an interesting psychological test so um I, I have the same thing for with numbers. Maybe another time I will do with you, but with numbers, you can actually call in. It will be, uh, I will ask you to give me numbers spontaneously, and I will be able to tell you by you giving me a certain amount of numbers that you will choose. I will be able to tell you again where you are in your life. 
it's quite amazing. And again, I, I did not invent either of those uh, the draw, with the drawing and with numbers. So I can tell you, it's really remarkable. I, I remember, um, now we have just a couple of minutes. Uh, I will entertain you. I remember my good friend, psychiatrist Vivian Lind once called, and she's a super knowledgeable psychiatrist, but she was working with a client and came to a halt, came to kind of a place where they couldn't move on, they didn't understand um, something. And so, and, and she said to the client, you know, I have a friend who works with numbers, so why don't we do this? We call him. And I picked up the phone and uh, her client gave me a series of numbers. And from this series of numbers, I was able to say, remember, I knew nothing about this client. I was able to say what brought, what main issue that was the main issue that brought her, this client to my friend, what possible uh, problems would get her stuck, and even ideas how to get unstuck. And it's all from listening to these numbers. And I'm telling you, I'm not that creative. This is not my body of knowledge. I uh, learned it from my teacher. And probably everybody, can, once you learn what, how to, the numbers and the meaning of them, uh, you can do it too. So that will be also fun. We'll do it maybe next week or a week after. But meanwhile, uh, do the drawings if you want. And please prepare... Uh, prepare your questions. Feel free to call. I, I think a lot of people kind of are shy uh, or uncomfortable uh, sharing, but you have an opportunity to to address uh, serious issues, serious life issues, if you only dare. So take a risk. As my teacher of blessed memory, Colette, said, nothing of true value happens unless you make a leap into uncertainty. So take a risk. Call me. I'm looking forward uh, to having you uh, next week to have your attention. And for now, I will be saying goodbye to everyone and peace to all who want to live in peace.